welcome to the show. Ready to dish some tea up. Dish some tea up. <laughs> Sip some tea. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Tea with Abby. This is the show where we talk about the tea, the truth of what it's like to be a founder, a first-time founder, a female business owner. Today's guest, I'm so excited. Welcome, drumroll for Shada Tarabi with Restart CBD. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, so for those listeners out there uh, who don't know what Restart CBD is and also um, assuming that the majority of our friends and family are in the Northeast, never heard of you guys before. Can you give me a little, this is who we are and what we're doing. Yeah. So Restart CBD is an education first CBD wellness brand. I founded it with my sister. So we're female owned, we're family owned. We founded here in Austin, Texas, which is my hometown. (laughs) I was born here. Um, And so we're really proud to be doing this in in our hometown, in our home state, I think working in cannabis. So CBD is a cannabinoid. It's one of 160 Mm -hmm. that has gotten recent claim to fame because it's helped specifically when it first kind of launched um, to market. I think people were finding a lot of uh, relief with it for children, specifically with epilepsy. Mm-hmm. And now the application for CBD is so broad and wide, anything from anxiety relief to chronic pain to helping with sleep. And those are not all necessarily like FDA approved claims to say, but those are things that I think, you know, when you Google, what can CBD help me with? Those are things that pop up. And so um, we launched the business a year ago. Three years ago, I was in a car accident and Mm -hmm. I fractured my pelvis and I've been a huge cannabis consumer for the past, gosh, 10, 12 years of my life. And uh, when I was recovering from the accident, I was, you know, going through the traditional recovery methods, Mm -hmm. physical therapy, steroid injections when the pain would flare up, uh, pain medication. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where the pain was so bad. I was in my mid 20s and I went to the doctor and he suggested surgery as an alternative. And my mom was kind of like, whoa, 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 <laughs> let's back it up. And she's always been kind of an influence in our lives for natural medicine. Uh-huh. And because she knew how much I liked smoking cannabis, she was like, hey, do you know what CBD is? And to be honest, I didn't know what CBD was. The market really didn't know what CBD was. There were a few brands, but nothing like there is today. Mm-hmm. And so when we decided to launch, we basically looked at the landscape and saw an opportunity to really approach the conversation from an education first approach. So you come to our store, you go to our website, you talk to Sydney and I, we're very educated Mm -hmm. just by researching, practicing, talking to other people, accumulating all these different experiences and trying to wrap that up and distill it down for the end user to be able to grasp something because you know, CBD can be scary. It's a cannabinoid, but sure, it's and there's this friction point with other words to call cannabis, right? That create right. this mainstream like fear has a stigma and, to it, and at the end of the day, it's a plant. Yeah, and thanks to the Farm Bill in 2018 of October, it became federally legal in all 50 states, and thanks to the HB, I think it's 113. I might be butchering that from Texas. Uh, we passed it in June to legalize it in the state. So. You know, from a legality perspective, it still is pretty gray, but from a high level perspective, it's legal for all intents and purposes. As long as you find a quality product, you know, people have their COAs, their analysis that they can prove that it is what it is. But yeah, plant based medicine, it's uh, really powerful to get it in the hands of the consumers. That is 
Beautiful. Congratulations. Thank you. You guys just celebrated one year. We did in your one shop. year in our shop. Wow. <laughs> Yay. I can't believe it. It's like, you know, you literally blink and a whole year goes by. I remember launching the brand and coming up with the logo and the website and just having those thoughts, I think, as like a now I happily am like, yeah, I'm a founder. I'm an entrepreneur. Like I'm doing this. But I think then when I was launching the brand with Sydney, it was I don't, I mean, it's the thing I did on the side. I had a full-time job still at the time. Sydney was also still training clients. She's a, you know, former trainer, nutritionist. And it was one of those things like, oh, this is like a hobby thing. I'm not a founder. I'm not an entrepreneur or anything. Like, I do this in my side life. And so to now be able to come out so publicly and be like, this is my brand. And people recognize it. I mean, we wear these hats that say, you know, CBD sisters on them. It's become kind of a movement here in town. And, you know, people will talk about CBD and then our names get brought up, you know, agnostically without us even putting any influence that it's us or, you know, what it's very organic. And you're just like, I, I did that. I, but it's every day I show up, you know, every day I'm putting effort into the business, the good, the bad, the ugly, just trying to push it forward Mm -hmm. as best as we can. And, yeah, now we're celebrating that one year, and it's like we did that. So in in this past um, journey that you just said where it was kind of on the side and then it was becoming a thing, was there like a certain point that you knew and you realized this is the thing, I'm going to put that stuff away, this is where I'm focusing, and this is how I want to move forward? So I think with all great stories, you know, the best thing I could share is the truth. Mm -hmm. So I wish that I was like, people was like, you're so brave. You got into this. (laughs) Y'all, I got laid off from my job. Wow. So I was, thankfully, we had kind of started the business again as a side thing that we were just piddling with on the weekends. And Mm. because my background was digital marketing and tech, I think we were maybe a little bit more advanced than the regular person right. who's like building a side brand. Right. Cause I was like, Oh, website, easy e-commerce, duh. Um, which there's a whole, a whole nother podcast talk about <laughs> cannabis e-commerce cause that's a black hole. <laughs> um, but no, I, 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 you know, I always joke, I was prepared. I think growing up in WP engine and in capital factory, I was around entrepreneurs and I kind of knew the fundamentals for mm-hmm. founding a business. Um, so I joke, like I had the pack ready and mm-hmm. I was on the plane, but like, no, I did not jump myself. Someone pushed me out of the plane, and I was like, oh, crap, here we go. We're, you know, like we're flying, we're falling, what's happening, I don't know. And so, um, again, I think it's one of those things I always like to kind of highlight. I am, I think I'm courageous, but, you know, mm. sometimes it takes a force to push you in a direction that you might have been a little uncomfortable to jump mm-hmm. or take that, you know, step yourself. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, I was laid off, and... And now found myself in this industry and with this product and this brand. And my parents were very like, okay, but you're going to go get another job, right? Like they weren't like totally believing of us like doing this. And at the time it was really just me kind of full time focusing on it before Sydney ended up. So that was October of last year. I went full time and then um, December Sydney came on full time. So it was kind of a couple months of like, did that just happen? Did I just get laid off? (laughs) <laughs> Who am I? What's my identity? Like, what do I do? I've never, I, I mean, it's kind of um, not embarrassing, but it's like a degrading kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you think like, I don't ever want to ever go through that. And mm-hmm. and it was a kind of an amical separation too. It was not the best fit for me to be in. Um, and I still really care about that company and those people. But um, yeah, I, I think, I think I'm a very spiritual, spiritual person too. And I think that like, I might not have known that I was ready, but like the universe, God knew that yep. I was ready. And like that was, it was the perfect timing. And wow. so I just said, thank you. And put my head down and started working really hard. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, now I'm finally like coming up for air. I'm like, whoa, like, here we are yeah. a year later. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> wow. Pretty remarkable stuff. But that is remarkable. Yeah. 
It's kind of incredible, though, how much um, little efforts every day add up into massive milestones. And when you are blinders up, focused, um, how they compound into some pretty real things where now you are becoming the most recognized CBD business, not just in Austin, mm -hmm. but in Texas. And you are traveling around the country now, speaking at conferences. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the world soon. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, Scary, but exciting. Yeah, right? So, like, I'm definitely interested in hearing, like, all the highlights because who doesn't want to hear the highlights? But do you have any stories that you're like, whoa, that was a really good fail? Or, like, whoa, we messed that up? Or, ooh, I wish I made this kind of decision? Like, um, for example... Uh, really early in the beginning, we thought that it was good to hire other people to do some of the jobs mm -hmm. that um, we thought we were bringing people in that could help us develop these roles. And uh, while everyone's hearts was in it, skill-wise, they weren't there. And it was a sidestep of us to recognize that it's great to hire people on um, their spirit and camaraderie and, oh, they really fit, but... Um, we overlooked their aptitude to grow into the skills mm -hmm. that we needed them to. And so in the end, we had to part ways. Then it was uh, really emotional and hard. And it, it took, you know, like a hot moment to recover from. But um, it provided us the opportunity to learn how to hire next time, which sucked. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad it happened because... Now we are hiring. Um, so we took some time and we were like, okay, <laughs> we're not giving that role away yet. Albert and I uh, are continue to do this role. It's, yeah. it's called the executive producer. It's the most client facing role. Um, and now we finally hit a point where we just got in like 55 applications. And now we're starting to go through a proper hiring, recruiting, vetting process. And with that in the back of our minds, now we can understand what we need and you totally. know, what we want out of this. Do you have anything like that? I think you touched on it, which probably there's like many different aspects of it, but like scaling mm. is I think a big pain point for us. Um, like for example, going on these road shows mm -hmm. and being very marketing forward. Mm -hmm. I think part of that is the, my, my personal ethos in life is just like, I'm a marketer. Like I love communicating and educating and like connecting things to consumers. Um, and so I keep driving that, but then like there's the other half of like running the business and thinking of things like um, the customer experience. And so just kind of what comes to mind immediately as kind of like a lesson that I'm currently learning is, you know, you want to scale and you want to grow, but not at the cost of that customer experience. And so right now we're having some issues. So sorry if you're a customer who's listening. I <laughs> promise I'm like literally resolving it like as we speak. Um, but like emails, such yeah. a simple thing. But like you made a purchase online, you should get a receipt order. You your order ships. You should get a your ship your order shipping email. Um, for some reason. There have been a few of those missing in the step process. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you have maybe, let's say, five customers buying from you online over the span of a couple of weeks, it's not so noticeable. Right. But as the volume increases daily, daily, you're like, oh, I'm getting these emails like three or four times a day. Oh, now something's wrong. So I think to your point of acknowledging, like, I think you have to go through those failures or those uncomfortable moments to kind of grow and learn. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm a little sensitive to the customer experience and like, mm -hmm. I don't want them to have a bad experience. I want them to get every piece of content or email or message or whatever it is. And so I think that's where I'm just like having a lesson learned of like, 
okay, we're growing, which is great. And we're driving that. It's like you're pouring the fuel to the flame. Sure. But like also now we need to figure out like how to then contain that flame so it doesn't go crazy and go everywhere. Like you want to kind of grow in the right direction. Yeah. So. You know, we l- learned early on that um, m- most startups fail um, due to ingestion. Mm-hmm. So too much coming in too quick, not knowing how to deliver it down the pipeline. You right. Know? Um, I, I, we are definitely constant every day in that balance of working on the business and working in the business do you and your sister implement any sort of strategy to handle that kind of day-to-day flow of tasks one which is so client-facing and one all about designing how that interaction goes Um, We're working on it. So we are also hiring. Mm. So we've just made a few hires specifically to help us run the store. Right. Um, I think when we launched, retail was not my first choice. We were an e-commerce site first, but there are a lot of challenges with e-commerce in general, let alone cannabis. And we use WordPress, which is great because it's open source, but it also has a lot of, you know, faulty plugins or things Mm. that can make the process a little bit more difficult to execute. Versus like a Shopify platform or right. something like that. But Shopify kind of, I think up until now, wouldn't really support our industry. Sure. Um, and so now that we have some of these key hires, like for example, on Tuesdays, we have this woman who comes in and helps kind of run the shop for customers who are yeah. coming in. Tuesdays and Thursdays, those are the days that I then can take a little bit more of a focused approach right. on like, Sydney, I'm going heads down. Yeah, I need to go figure out our integrations, our subscription service, our website, um, mm-hmm. We just hired a couple agencies to kind of help us fix some of the back end of our e-commerce site. So it's Mm -hmm. like working with the agencies now, going and project managing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess like another tip or reality that I learned, I think early on in my career kind of at WP Engine and then bleeding into this is we're not doctors. Nobody is dying at the end of the day (laughs) if a task does or doesn't get done. And so I meet a lot of, you know, older, more wise people who are like you're gonna burn yourself out and I'm like yes but also I'm not that worried about it because if something doesn't get done I'm also kind of like you know it's fine and it doesn't mean that I don't care about my business it's just like in the reality like I am one person we are two people we're humans at the end of the day and so it's like always constantly managing like the humanness of like we are people, but then, like, also the business that like is a beast and a monster like needs to be fed but so yeah some days like Things don't get done. And my priority list constantly is getting reprioritized. And I think if I was the type of entrepreneur or founder who was like, these are the five things I was supposed to get done today and I didn't get them done. So now I'm going to stay up until one in the morning and like work on them. Like, I think there's a time and a place to be that version of myself. Mm. But most likely some of those tasks can wait till tomorrow. And giving myself that grace and flexibility of like, these are your to-do list. If I get, let's say, the top two of the top five done, like that's progress. Sure. And you should be comfortable and confident with those things. Um, and just, yeah, like being okay with ambiguity because yeah. every day something does get thrown into the ring of it's life. It's totally and, different every day. Yeah. yeah. How um, How is your day as a founder so far? Like, oh, talk me through what it, what is it what does it look like when your alarm goes off and how do you spend these first couple hours of every morning? My day as a founder is like scheduled. Every moment is planned. I think even my breaks are planned. Yeah. It's like I wake up. I usually like the abstract is I wake up, 
working out's really important to me. So I try to create that space in the morning just because I know as the day goes on, my mind and my body probably aren't oh, going to I've support me working too. out. Yeah. So it's important to work out. So I do it first thing in the morning and then I try to get myself a healthy breakfast. And then pretty much after that routine, I kick straight into work, whether I'm physically in the office. So mm-hmm. we do have a retail location for our CBD shop. Mm-hmm. I'm in North Austin by the domain, so I physically have to go somewhere right. every day, and we're open six days a week. So I think, you know, the the glamorous side of entrepreneurship and founding a company is like, oh, you must be, like, so cool and popular and, like, creating your own schedule and doing whatever you want. And <laughs> yes, but, like, also running the business, which requires me to, like, be places at certain times. And, yeah, just my nature of, like, how our business is, I, I have to be at a physical location. Right. Um, and so it's just, you know, being at the shop, but then also trying to fit in calls with partners, calls with vendors, customers, uh, managing. We have an online e-commerce site as well, which my background is digital marketing Mm -hmm. for a hosting platform actually based here in Austin and (laughs) a Capital Factory alumni, WP Engine. Shout out. (laughs) Shout out. Um, So it's very, uh, you know, very chaotic at times of just like having to figure out, okay, it's Tuesday. Wait, just kidding. It's Wednesday. Wait, what day is it? Okay, what does my calendar say? And I think if you knew me probably a year prior to founding the company, I was very much a paper calendar girl. Yeah. Like everything was written on a piece of paper. Yeah. If I didn't have my calendar, I was totally the person who's like, mm, I don't know what I'm doing because I don't have my calendar on me. It's in my backpack or it's in my car. And now like I need to know where I need to be and what my time is telling me to do. So I've adopted the the good old Google Calendar because it's just happened to me in the last maybe month and a half. I don't even have my paper planner on me today. Yeah, and I feel no lie, I had that feeling too. I was like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm not this person. I love paper. I mean, I still love like the act of like writing things out. So, so how do you balance though, like the to dos that you have in your everyday life? So, like call the dentist, drop off this, mm. go go here. Um, like these <laughs> reminders that you have to write down sometimes, and then all of your business things. Because that's so. I just same thing went digital. Mm-hmm. I don't have my passion planner anymore, which feels really strange. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, maybe I will pick one up again, but I'm also finding like I still need a place to put my thoughts. I still need a place to like quick little reminders. Are you doing everything on your phone? For the most part, everything's laptop? on my phone. Um, also, I'm in Evernote. I'm in Notes. And uh-huh. I'm still, because I like the pen situation, yeah. you might find me by mid-afternoon with notes on my hands. <laughs> like if it's like an immediate like must go pick up, you know, this thing or go to this appointment, like literally writing it on my hand so is the best thing that I could do for myself because it's like, okay, it's right there. Crap. Yeah. What's been like top, give, give me top highlight, top two top three out it's probably hard to choose like what's been your favorite so far but um is there anything that really stands out for you when you think you've hit a milestone in your personal growth um and and who you are as this business owner um for me because it swirls a lot around you know the public perception it's really exciting when people acknowledge the growth because I do think I'm so much in the weeds Mm. so I'm really grateful and appreciative for platforms like your podcast like Mm. these opportunities where I get to talk because I think through talking about it and like connecting to other people like pausing and just being like oh we did this like that's pretty cool (laughs) like you know obviously celebrating the one year was a really big milestone but we've just been super fortunate to get a lot of um editorial content mm. and press written about us and every piece is different and touches on a different aspect and it's just like 
you know, like you kind of know that you are doing a good job, but you're so self-critical of yourself. And yeah. so when someone else can kind of shine that light and say like, these sisters are, you know, forging their way or, you know, like those are just really fun achievements that like I really appreciate. Like every time I get a blog post written about us or a piece of content created about us, I just like, I literally sit there and I'm just like, this is so freaking cool. <laughs> like, I don't know how I got here. I mean, I know how I got here, yeah. but I don't know how I got here. And then it is like, because every day I'm, I'm a really big believer. Um, you, you'll hear me say this a lot. My, my motto in life is see and be seen. Mm. So I, I don't mean it in like a narcissistic, selfish way. I just mean like show up. And showing up in my life means, like, honestly, I got the WP Engine job. I was employee 13 at WP Engine. They were at a hiring event at Austin Music Hall. This was South by Southwest, gosh, 2011, I think I joined them. And I didn't want to go. It was downpouring. I hadn't even graduated college yet. And my mom was like, you need to go. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. Just show up. I remember crying. I was like 20 years old at the time. I was like, I don't want to go talk to people. I don't, yeah. don't want to get a job. Yeah. I just want to be a you know teenager in college forever. Yeah. And I showed up. And I walked around the show floor. And because I previously used to run some very low-key, cheesy music blogs, because I grew up in Austin, mm -hmm. live music capital of the world, I had WordPress knowledge. And literally, WP Engine had a sign on a piece of cardboard that said, do you know WordPress? And I was like, I know WordPress. Let me apply. And like, just by showing up that day, like so much of who I am and the experiences that have made me me come from me showing up that day. And it's continued to pay dividends because... Anytime I go to a networking event, every time I go to a meetup, every time I go to like coffee with a friend, I think there are aspects like when you are a founder, it's like time is is limited. Mm -hmm. And like I am exhausted at the end of the day. And sometimes I either want to go home and finish working or I want to go home and do nothing. Mm -hmm. And so by putting myself in that position of like, I don't have to do these things, I get to do these things. This is a choice that I'm actively making. Totally. And like if I can just show up to my life and be receptive and open, um, again, see and be seen. Like sometimes it just takes you going to a meet networking event or a meetup. Like I always have business cards. I always show up even if it's just for like 15, 20 minutes. And, you know, just being able to to be seen by people mm -hmm. has really opened, I think, a lot of doors for our business and our brand and my personal brand. Where do you find yourself as a female um, business owner and leader, are you navigating anything new here? Like, what's um, what's going on in the industry when it comes to diversity and equality? Yeah, so surprisingly, uh, it's funny. I keep coming across articles that highlight, you know, women in cannabis, um, women growing. Um, there are, I saw this one article that said there are more female in like leadership positions in the cannabis industry than other top industries. Mm. So I don't ever really feel like I'm not welcome anywhere. I feel like it's a super diverse um, platform for us cool. to participate in. I think there's definitely aspects of it. Like I was just um, at a conference in Dallas and somebody was mentioning MJ BizCon, which is like a marijuana business conference. And they're like, if you go to the show floor, there's like all these men in suits. And, you know, I don't know if I've seen that aspect of the industry yet, but I think there's probably definitely roles. Like I feel like from a grower farmer perspective, I do see more males sure. than females. Right. Um, but in terms of like 
roadblocks or challenges. I think cannabis is a challenge in and of itself. I think being a female is an asset to that Mm. industry because because I think of just like, you know, women power, like women movement. Like Mm -hmm. we, why not us? And so I think when you're looking at a plant that is specifically targeting pain and recovery and healing, like what better advocate than a woman exactly and that's you know honestly how we founded our brand was like I was just in a lot of pain from this car accident Mm -hmm. and people come in the store and they 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 more look at it like oh who are you this young you know young gal who's you know talking to me about CBD and I'm like listen pain doesn't care if you're a female or you're male they don't care where you come from what side of the street you grew up on how much money's in your wallet Pain is, is going to happen to all of us, yeah. whether, you know, you like it or not. And so being able to be in an industry that is so forward thinking for plants as medicine. I mean, I don't want to get into the propaganda of the whole cannabis movement mm-hmm. and stuff and hemp in particular, but it's very fascinating. Um, if this part makes it, there are two really good pieces of content to watch. Uh, Patagonia, the brand, mm-hmm. made one called um, Misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little documentary on YouTube, 15 minutes. It's more on hemp than on CBD. And it just dives into what other things were happening when hemp became illegal, like why hemp became illegal. And you kind of go back and you see hemp was a plant that our founding fathers required everybody to be growing. Hemp was an agricultural crop that our animals were eating, that then we were eating the animals, so we were naturally getting it. So if you kind of follow along the timeline, and especially being a marketer, like we believe so much because someone else puts it in front of our face mm-hmm. and tells us to believe. And so you'll often hear Sydney and I both speak on this, like I am very educated in this industry, but also question what I say. Mm-hmm. Go do your own research, read blogs, but also read medicine journals mm-hmm. and you look back at some of these books that are you know dated back to like the 1800s and they talk about cannabis yeah. as being a medicine and it's like how did we fall off and what are those other things that kind of happened to take its place and so cotton is a big one and plastics are another big one those both kind of launched the same time that hemp you know became illegal and so you just you hemp wouldn't be filling up the oceans yeah you know (laughs) stuff like that and you're just like wow why do we believe what we believe and so it's um I, I mean I got into cannabis probably 12 13 years ago because honestly I I liked getting high yeah and I didn't know why I liked it really or what I believed in but like now really getting into the hemp side of cannabis there's such a movement happening. I mean, hemp is regenerative. It can restore our earth. Literally, they were planting hemp crops in Chernobyl, um, where the big blast happened, mm-hmm. um, to help restore the soil wow. and to bring it back to neutral. And so you just you look at all these different properties that hemp has. It's fiber. It's oil. It's fuel. It's um, all these different things beyond CBD. And you're just like, whoa, this is bigger than us. This is something that has the power to really change mankind Mm. and so it's a privilege to get to do it on like a human level like in a day-to-day like in austin texas like Mm -hmm. as a female you know founder in cannabis in a state like texas Um, but there's just so many applications that it has and so yeah it's really exciting for us just to be championing kind of like that message so great yeah there's so it's so much to learn and i think people probably often overlook that and they're like oh here's this new thing that's coming up in 2019 it's like no 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 there's those trendy aspects to it right but yeah exactly when you start looking at all the different applications it's like 
oh, so maybe, you know, CBD is a trendy thing that you add to your sports recovery drink. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also looking at like the sustainability of like hemp clothing Mm -hmm. or hemp fuel or like the misunderstood video. They said uh, hemp is the plant of like 50,000 uses and CBD is one of them. You know, just think about that. Like there's so many applications that we're not using or talking about it for. And so, yeah, I think this is, we're just scratching the surface. So Sweet. Yeah. Final question. You had a great day. How do you celebrate a win? Oh, man. How do I celebrate a win? Um, my favorite thing to do to celebrate, this is going to sound so silly. Um, Have some CBD. <laughs> <laughs> CBD and a really good nap. Um <laughs> Now, food is something that I, like, gravitate towards. I think just, like, my background is being, like, a food blogger, mm-hmm. too. Yep. And so... I remember following you during those days. <laughs> yeah. My, I mean, my eating habits have changed, but I think uh, celebrating over food is, like, something I'm always, like, grabbing, whether it's Sydney or my family or my friends. I'm like, let's go have, like, a good meal together and just, like, be in community with each other. Um, because, mm-hmm. again, I think hopefully my my whole, like, undertone is... I love everything we get to do, but like we're still humans at the end of it. Mm. And so being able to kind of just like drive that back to like that personal level yeah. of making that impact. So it's, um, yeah. Beautiful. Food. Yeah. So we've been finishing these shows with a little, um, a little, a little tea sip. Tea sip. And um, I pulled a quote that you said, I think is your statement sip. I don't know if you wanted to finish off with anything else, but see and be seen. That's it. All right. That's the tea. Thank you so much, Shada. Shout out to Capital Factory. Um, Shada Tarabi, everyone. Restart CBD. Check them out. Retail and online. Anything else you want to plug? No, that was it. We're Restart CBD pretty much everywhere. And yeah, also big thanks to Capital Factory because they, I think, are a big foundation for me getting to sit here today. As an entrepreneur and a founder. It all (laughs) comes full circle. (laughs) Beautiful. All right. Thank you so much, Shada. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. (laughs) Thanks so much for watching Tea with Abby. Be sure to click subscribe and smack that like button so you can stay tuned. (laughs) Smack that like button. See that like button? Smack it. Thanks so much for watching an episode of Tea with Abby. Be sure to click subscribe and smack that like button. So you can stay tuned with new episodes all year long. And if you want to learn more about Blended Sense, visit us at our website, www.blendedsense.com, or follow us on social at Blended Sense or at blendedsense.io. See you next week.